0: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True Charlie
2: Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Sing isn't believing, believing is singing.
0: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast. The podcast that has a hard job ahead of us for the next 340 some odd days of keeping the Christmas spirit alive. I'm Tom.
1: I'm Julia. And
0: I'm Anthony. Y'all, Christmas is over somehow. I don't get it. It felt like it went by in the blink of an eye.
1: It It did. But I mean, good news, 2020 is also over, so maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing it's a good Here's thing for
2: hoping. a lot of people you know what wasn't a good thing? seeing all the New Year's Eve posts where everyone was like F2020, we all know you hated 2020, you don't need to write a freaking post about it, we're not reading them, everyone had the same freaking miserable experience in 2020, stop with that <laughs> crap, I hate you all who did that
0: patience Mental note. my New Year's Eve post <laughs>
1: i'm doing it brother i don't know if we're doing a year retrospective which we're totally not by the way um we had some good things happen in 2020 i know at least here on the podcast we had a ton of extra content come out in 2020 thank you for that anthony we did it was nice so it's not entirely bad not that i'm not excited to be pressing forward
0: I'm really ready to, to see what 2021 has in store for us. I'm looking forward to a vaccine, hopefully, end of Q1. Yeah. And Sarah got hers already. Getting back okay. to normal by summer. How I does think Sarah get are, hers already? She works in the HR department in a hospital. Oh, right. I knew that. I still think She's... you're being optimistic with the summer prediction, but. I'm hoping I can be optimistic.
1: Yeah. We might swing it here in Oklahoma before you are in New York.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope you're right, Julia. <laughs> I'm a, I'm hoping you're right. What do you what's the first thing you're gonna do after COVID's gone? Or once you have the vaccine, Julia?
1: I'm gonna go back to serving my girls at church. I've missed them. I'll finally feel comfortable being around all of them again.
0: Nice. How about you, Anthony?
2: I don't know. See a movie? Oh,
1: That's the only thing I'm missing. Movie. Movies
2: and
0: Broadway. I don't miss anything else. I'm fine with what? the isolation life. you can going to see. Is that the thing I watch on TV on HBO Max? <laughs> is that much. the thing you're talking about? Movies. Yep. What about you? You know... I am gonna go see my mom and my grandma and go back to church. I miss church. <laughs> and maybe not cook dinner for once.
1: <coughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: So Julie to suck the
1: life out of yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanna find out, Anthony, what did not strike your fancy about the movie Soul?
2: Uh It wasn't as, uh, I think the Time review put it perfectly. It was best when it was down on Earth, but their big metaphysical questions that they kept posing and didn't answer anything just over felt over-convoluted and didn't do it for me. I preferred Inside Out. The simple deepness. I was talking to one of our listeners, McLean, and uh, he said for him, Pixar is falling into like the hallmark category in terms of a lot of the movies they try to hammer home the same things and i was like oh that's interesting i feel the same way but i told him my problem with pixar at the moment is they work backwards from what can we do to make somebody cry and build a story around that rather than vice versa and having those moments develop naturally but yeah i looked at the list of Pixar films after and I realized I like like one more than half of Pixar films. So this studio is far from infallible for me. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm glad I'm glad they took a risk. I liked the inclusion and the animation was like phenomenal. They're photorealistic like New York looked amazing. But like the story itself, the characters did nothing for me. I'm glad you guys liked it.
0: Uh, I never said I liked it. Did you like it, Tom? No. I haven't finished it yet. You didn't? I don't like the entire entire heresy premise of it, personally.
1: Yeah. Stop wrapping
0: yourself in your virginity, Tom. It has nothing to do with my virginity. It has to do with my uh, adherence to the condemnation of originism in all of its fashion. Julia, what did you like about it? A lot of people did like it. So I am glad you
2: liked it. You fell into that camp. Uh, I do feel like... Even though I didn't like it, it does seem like the perfect 2020 movie. So what what did you really like about it, Jill?
1: I loved everything about it. Um, so the metaphysical stuff Marty didn't really care for, but he liked the rest of the movie as well. Um, I thought that was really cool. And I'm always up for a unique take on something. And as far as animating that thought process, I thought it was really cool. Um, might not be right? Like my personal beliefs on how all of that stuff works, but tell me a story Pixar. And for me, Pixar tells great stories, even if they're simple. Um, I love the music aspect of it. And I'm actually going to go back to the melee where I talked about how I hate jazz um, because it feels unstructured to me. And I can't really handle that with like my personality type. Right. I don't like unstructured music. And um, This movie really made me, really made me kind of love jazz. Not that I could still sit down and watch it, but I really like the way they played it out on the screen. And I am all for the point line of a movie being don't get so wrapped up in what your purpose is or what your path is supposed to be or what you've been told your whole life you are going to be or not be to not enjoy what's around you. Um, I have a daughter that's quickly approaching college age and is trying to answer these questions and it stresses her out a lot. And so it was really nice to kind of see that and let her know that you don't have to know what you're going to be. You know, there are things that you already are that are just as important. So I loved it. I cried like a baby, but I do in most things. Um, But I loved, I loved it. Love the movie.
2: I did like the message they were trying to go for. It just felt like they over convoluted it with the whole metaphysical aspect. Like for me, Inside Out touched me more because they didn't overcomplicate the message that to have happiness you also need moments of sadness, which resonates with everyone too, right? Like that that's something everyone can relate to as well. And that really touched me. And that I feel like they did that, in my opinion, obviously, better than they did this message. I feel like they over-convoluted mm-hmm. this one. I mean, it's definitely Pixar, one of Pixar's deeper movies. This and Inside Out are probably their two deepest movies: feelings and like the afterlife and life in general, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, just didn't do it for me. I watched it twice. I just didn't...
1: they're definitely but, getting out of the kids movie game, aren't they? Because this is not a kids movie. But
2: but I but like I said, I I looked at my list. Pixar movies and I haven't I've only liked two since 2016 2015
0: like it just don't do it for me anymore the for anybody who's interested in theology with Tom the fifth well it was condemned by the it was ratified by the fifth ecumenical council the Synod of Constantinople in 543 condemned originism which included the pre-existence of the soul among other things uh, a lot of other things the pre-existence was uh one of the things that was listed and then ratified by the fifth ecumenical council or also known as the second council of constantinople in 553 one of the universal uh universally accepted councils of the vast majority of the christian world
1: (laughs) (laughs) we really do need video sometimes
2: i um yeah i don't know well i don't like though and i've noticed this like becoming a thing right i hate when people try to tear apart like art is objective subjective and i hate when people try to change your mind or like get defensive if you don't like something they like or vice versa like i know we have fun on the podcast trolling or whatever but ultimately it comes down to everyone's individual opinion it's all frickin' subjective. Get over yourself. Stop crapping on things other people like.
0: Uh, uh, I'm going to disagree a little bit. While whether you like art or not is fully subjective, what is or is, what is like talent, what is like talented or good art, as, as I know. Like a medium is not. And that's where I also get annoyed, where people like, I am not a fan of jazz. I'm with Julia. I'm not a jazz fan at all. But I respect it as a deeply no, no. I, art form. I
2: I 100% agree with you. I respect My, that people like this movie, but don't crap on me for not liking it, which has been happening online. And it bull crap. Like get off oh, fucking high horse, man.
0: I don't want to edit out cuss words.
2: I didn't say a cuss word.
0: You just said the f word.
2: Well, I, I don't ra- i don't i don't don't
0: i don't wrap
2: myself in my virginity tom
1: <laughs> did you really not know that you said it because i'm just no, curious I, I oh can't. i love it <laughs> yeah well that's great that's totally fine. i can
2: see why people like to go back to the mealy vincer giraldi over john williams in terms of christmas yeah their christmas mm-hmm stuff that's fine it's an opinion it's subjective art is subjective and i'm sick of like all this stuff like just being turned so toxic stop crapping on what other people like or don't like enjoy it for yourself if you like it like it's just the toxicity of the internet is freaking bothering me it really freaking is
0: uh so how was christmas
1: Christmas is really good. I mean, I had a great Christmas, really good, really good, really good. Um, great grandma or my kid's great grandma came over, which was really nice, which she's been, she's been on lockdown with us for 14 days. Cause she was exposed the same time we were. So yeah. we were like super confident that she was totally fine to come over. So she spent the night and she, so she got to do the Christmas morning stuff. Um, which was fun because otherwise she just would have been at home alone. And that makes me sad. Oh, that's so awesome. it was, it was good. And you know, it's, it's always fun. It's a fun time with kids, especially Christmas morning is, um, I do not look forward to not having kids in the house and Christmas mornings in the future. Cause they'll just be so different, but um, we're soaking it up. It was really good. Bye, y'all
0: after you, Anthony,
2: It was fine, too fast, too fast. I got a trip to Hawaii. So wait, what? What? I
1: saw that.
2: Yep, March third to March eleventh. Who got this for you? Parents sending me and Sarah to Hawaii to Waikiki. Yeah. Yeah, so Waikiki, staring at, staying at the Marriott Resort and Spa right next to the Diamond Head volcano. Oh. It looks oh beautiful. Gosh.
1: That's gonna be magical. I plan That's amazing,
2: on, dude. I plan on cage diving with the sharks, and I plan. Oh on my on... gosh,
1: are you crazy? Crazy. That would terrify me. That is never. I nope, don't even know that nope. scuba diving. No, nope, open I water don't. freaks me out. But I take picture. Can you take pictures underwater in that cage? Hopefully, yeah.
2: They they send someone down with you to take pictures with you in the oh
1: No, thank you. That is horrifying and terrible. And I can't wait to see the pictures.
2: <laughs> and I, I'm so and excited. I, and I plan on doing the UTV tour of the island where they shot Jurassic Park and Lost <sighs> and all those shows. So,
1: are you gonna take? like a little mini radio and play the theme song when you're driving up in there cuz that Obviously. would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Okay. So then while you're there, that Tuesday, the movie we need to cover, since you will obviously be recording from Hawaii, is the sequel to um, Christmas Vacation, right? Isn't there an Uncle Eddie in Hawaii? <laughs> I was going to say the, the one we should do that day is Jurassic
2: World, since that's set at Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh, that would also be okay. Except the gigantic volcano explodes and well, they everybody flees that for their lives. Well, the in Jurassic World. <laughs> oh forgive me <laughs> they all run
2: together oh gosh so yeah i got hey, that i got a bunch of cool stuff
1: but that's obviously the highlight
0: that's awesome dude that's 11 an hour awesome. non though so that'll be fun
1: oh how, <laughs> how, how many long? what you'll bang out like three books right on the way there probably, probably. 11 hours <laughs> tom no stop
0: yep Ooh, it's basically a, a trip earth. to europe dude
2: I think I stop over in Oklahoma on the way home, though.
0: Do you really? Shut for your face. Long? No, that, that's a really? joke.
2: If I, no. did, I let, if I did, I'd let you guys know. I'd be like, let's catch dinner. I'm, like, yeah. I'm inviting myself over for dinner, Julia. To you would have, to. Of kids. Julia, you then, would have to. You would have to do fine. that. <laughs> 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 I feel like you're more strict with the COVID rules, Tom. I feel like you'd be like, no, no, you just got off a plane. No, thank you. It would depend on your your
0: vaccine status. Uh, how was your
1: christmas tom
0: mine was absolutely wonderful ellie has been so freaking amazing i don't understand what changed but like starting christmas eve all of the behavior problems we've been having went out the window
1: uh Mm -hmm. she
0: slept in on christmas morning somehow for some reason
1: oh miracle love it
0: yeah, I'm not really sure why. Um but she did. We got up, had all sorts of fun. Christmas, we did we played with all of her her toys. Um I f- told you I did I, I had a sourdough starter that I started. I uh-huh. made my first I was able to bake my first loaf today. Oh it man. Was out of this freaking world. Oh, COVID's I over, I'll have get some sourdough. Yeah, man. It's uh it's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. We got this We did a a lot of FaceTime with my family, so we had a distanced Christmas. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're at almost a year since I've seen any of them, which bums me out. Um, But Christine's parents came over. It was good. It was good. Christine is anti-meat right now for some reason. Like, you know, we usually don't eat meat, but I want a turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So we got a smoked turkey from, she didn't want any raw meat. So we got the smoked turkey from Costco. Y'all, it was amazing really Uh, I don't even like smoked turkey but it was so good
1: it was so good
0: turkey so then I took all the bones and I made this bone broth and I did it so long that you got the beautiful gelatin you know gelatin
1: it jiggles until you heat it up
0: scooped all the fat off the top and then made bean soup out of it it was nice it was good it was good
1: I mean jiggly let's be honest here jiggly broth does not sound good but we know that it is good. That so you,
0: that means you got all of the uh, The marrow like and out. stuff. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, that's it's. good. That's good, yeah. but it sounds nasty, <laughs> but it tastes good. <laughs> and New Year's celebrations were low key, I'm assuming.
2: Yep. Yeah, did nothing.
1: Yeah. I never do that. Uh, I read Batman Noel well
2: again on Christmas Eve. Did you really? That's the whole a great thing? Great idea. I think they need to do a sequel, like maybe do It's a Wonderful Life. They'd have to change the plot a bit because Batman is rich already, so he couldn't be having money problems. But maybe like That's
1: true.
2: something happens where, you know, some he can't save somebody or whatever, so he threatens to throw it all away and he has the whole it's a wonderful life thing. I think that'd be cool.
1: I would read it. I've oh, seen that story work in other places. So yeah, we absolutely. Have.
0: You know like why wouldn't saw, he do it? We saw the whole everything like um You know they celebrate every holiday kind of like in tonight's movie. <laughs> holiday Inn. Are we ready to, to, to jump into this?
2: This is Theresa May's sure. favorite movie.
0: Who? Theresa May?
2: <laughs> Which caused controversy due to the Abraham. Like- There's
0: reasons that we need to discuss why you- A, it shouldn't be, and B, you shouldn't admit to it if it is. (laughs) Uh, Let's just jump right in. This is Irving Berlin's precursor to White Christmas. Literally the same movie. Not at all. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll get into why I I think the storyline for the other one is better. It's not, there's no self-serving. Okay, we'll get into that. Anyway, this was from 1942.
2: When somebody has to specify there's no self-serving, that usually... (laughs) I'm joking.
0: <laughs> it is from 1942 and it was written by Mark Sandrich and Robert Allen who is uncredited. Mark Sandrich did uh, Shall We Dance, Top Hat, Medley Cruise." I mean, just a ton of movies from the 30s and 40s. They were cranking movies out. He was a director and in 1931 alone had Thirteen movies credited to his name. They were all shorts, but still that's really used to make some movies. Yeah, he's always a writer, director, producer, did all did it all. Uh, I'm not really much of a golden age of film, the silver screen fan, so none of these really struck out. Julia is
1: I do love the silver screen
0: the writers it was based on an idea by irving berlin he didn't actually write it himself it was this screenplay was written by claude bignon who was a, again another silver screen guy with a bunch of movies i'm not familiar with like my you don't have been, a lot
2: like, he sounds french we don't have a lot of
0: french. luck with french people bignon. on this podcast oh should i say it bignon
2: no, you shouldn't say that, because you're going to get a bad review about how pretentious you are. <laughs> if, that would, if, if that were our
0: bad review, I wouldn't complain. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Lisa? okay. Uh, so let's jump into the cast. It's a pretty great cast, right? We've covered Bing Crosby before, and that Boy mm-hmm. Can That Man Sing. He plays our lead, Jim Hardy. Instead of Danny Kaye, he is opposite Fred Astaire in this movie. Fred Astaire Mm -hmm. plays Ted Hanover. What a legend. Uh, Yeah. Although I was reading, uh, hold on. There was a quote about Ginger Rogers. I don't know if y'all heard this. They were talking about the women who play opposite Fred Astaire, that they do everything. She did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in high heels, which Mm -hmm. that is a
2: famous quote,
0: which is all I think of when I watch women opposite him. So that's all I was watching. Um, yeah. When the whole time I was watching this, that's all I was watching was was how difficult that would be. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but the man can dance like, like nobody. His I didn't know until I was researching for this. Fred Astaire comes from Omaha, Nebraska, and started acting movies, uh, in vaudeville. His career when he was five. His from night, his I five film career, from went to just, later, Well, his actual career started earlier, like but his film career went from 1933 all the way up until nearly his death his last film was in um, 19, that he did was uh, 1979 posthumously right nope I'm sorry 1981 and he died 1987 so we've covered him before on the show too we did in,
2: in voice form he played the mail carrier in Santa Claus's yeah town. he did did we talk about his That's movies right.
0: though like what we like to see him do uh, I for
2: sure it came up but that was so
0: long ago so it doesn't matter do we have any favorite Fred Astaire?
1: Funny face.: Funny, Funny face is
0: good.
2: I'm going to go Santa Claus coming to town. that movie won't be the same without him as that mailman narrating the whole thing.
1: Yep. P- pulling,
2: his f- pulling his Fred Astaire dance moves
0: in a <laughs> puppet form. That's right.: <laughs> I loved him in the Zigfried Follies. Back oh, to that's a good one too.: Yeah. was well, I can just click on it, but I'd rather talk about it was. Was Lucille Ball in that? Do I remember that right? Was she in it?
1: Yes, she was. The young Lucille Ball. So was Judy Lucille Garland.
0: Ball.
2: What'd you say? Uh, I said, oh, Lucille Ball. I love Lucille Oh, Ball.
1: Oh, thank God! I thought you I said, said I, I hate, hate like, Lucille Ball. No, I was about that's to... <laughs>
2: like, that's <laughs> Who like. Who
1: hates Lucille Ball? No
2: one hates Lucille Ball.
0: <laughs> How could you? Oh.
2: <laughs> no, I Love Lucy is still
0: like the, one of the best shows of all time. Lucy! <laughs> <laughs> playing opposite these two as the love interest uh linda is marjorie reynolds marjorie reynolds this is probably her biggest movie though she did play opposite i mean she played opposite some great people she was in uh abbott and costello movie she was in movies with boris Karloff. um again she has 90 credits to her names she is a legend but i think this is probably her biggest movie the one i know her from at least
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and those are really the biggest people we have Walter Abel as Danny Reed a real number (laughs) Um, you know just a general evil guy throughout this whole thing anybody else I want to talk about I think you covered the main one let's jump into my problem with this movie how about we jump into (laughs) histories? yeah i'd seen this movie before a long time ago uh i always preferred white christmas i hadn't seen this in in decades and uh i watched it today and ellie hated it i think that needs to be a that's going to be a part of my reviews now like where does ellie rate this movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) but tom Kids don't listen to our podcast, so it doesn't matter what the kids think about the podcast, because kids don't download it. This should be for adults only, clearly. <sighs> <Okay. laughs> um, I saw this a long time ago, uh, around the same time I saw White Christmas for the first time, and I always liked this one better. And that opinion still held this watch, apart from the problematic blackface segment obviously but uh i always liked this one better i think it was because of fred astaire i think white christmas basically tried to remake this and failed like most remakes do so i'd not not to say that not to say this is an amazing movie because i don't think it is i did like it better though so take everything i said about white christmas and it had like one or two points to it and that's my opinion on uh, on this movie Fred Astaire adds to it for me so
1: um I had always thought I had seen this movie I don't think I've ever seen this movie um nothing I'm I'm surprised
2: because you're the silver screen I am too
1: and I could have sworn I had and if I did see it I don't it wasn't memorable enough for me to remember Or maybe White Christmas overrode it in my brain. I'm not sure. Um, I really didn't like much of it. Uh, And again, I mean, I've talked about how much I do love the silver screen, but a lot of my love for it is tied up in my mom and I watching them together. So maybe I just never watched this with my mom. And if I had, I'd have a different opinion. Um, But I didn't really care for it. Interesting.
0: Okay, let's talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> the
0: entire movie revolves around one basic plot line uh oh Anthony are you No, no, i am not i am just I'm sitting back, back to listen, listen to, you. to you Jim falls for a woman Ted then falls for her and tries to steal her and the women are not given agency they are treated like pawns in oh, every movie from back then. That's fine. I'm talking about this one in particular. You brought up blackface. How many movies from this time period had blackface? I, I,
2: I, I agree. It's a problem. It's just, but if that's your a problem with movie.
0: this movie, that should be a problem with White Christmas too. None of the no, women the, are given the women agency. Are, the women had a lot of agency in White Christmas. They were a lot stronger characters. Well, one of the sisters was. One of them was not. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just... Got tired of the plot really early here. There was, you know, at least in White Christmas, you're trying to save the generals. You know, you've got this guy you have loyalty to who's down on his luck, and you have these big Hollywood hotshots who come together to try to do something for somebody else. And it's a beautiful story of like people gathering around and garnering support for somebody who meant something to their lives, right? You see the results of this guy who worked hard, who tried to protect, you know, people in the military during the war and all these people come together as a way to pay him back. And in this one, it's just, I want to live in Connecticut
2: and this, no, this one is a classic love story, a classic love story. between. Yes. Jim they didn't Ed. have the generals or anything, but you know what? You can't get more classic than an old timey black and white love story. That's how a lot of silver screen was back in the day. And that's what I appreciate about it. It's simplicity.
0: The White Christmas is a classic love story. And oh please. Apologies. My New Year's
2: resolution is not to troll Tom as much. So apologies. No,
0: no, no. That's a stupid resolution. Nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My resolution is to quit while I'm ahead Before somebody gives me a bad
0: review Before you get a bad review
2: <laughs> For being Thank contrarian you.
0: Thanks, I hate it <laughs> uh, So let's just go through this movie We open up uh, Jim is getting ready to leave with Lila They're going to leave the, the this the showbiz life and retire to Connecticut. They've already bought the farm. And <laughs> at the moment Jim leaves, <laughs> Ted comes in and starts loving all over this woman. And yeah. she's like, you got to tell him we're going to leave. And so she goes off with, with Ted. We see Jim go live the life as a farmer in a an epic 1940s montage of farm life and you know (laughs) very exaggerated idea of what farming is like and we see you know we're going. It reminded
2: me of like Green Acres. Yes. (laughs) Decades later, that's exactly where it reminded me. of
0: Yeah, it felt a lot. But nothing went right for him, right? Like everything's going wrong, and and the whole thing we're we're revolving around a calendar for some reason. Every everything we see is on a different holiday, and they use the term holiday very loosely throughout this film.
1: They hit some holidays we wouldn't, I mean, we call them holidays, but like, I don't know. They hit some Great. holidays that holiday missed out on, like Lincoln's yeah, birthday. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and Washington's
2: they did. birthday. They, <laughs> they really missed that opportunity in holiday. Um, right. We should make a note, by the way, that Holiday Inn inspired the hotel name, just
0: for the record. It did. It did. I didn't know that. How interesting. But it is yep. unlike this Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn is open around the world 365 days a year for all of your needs. Be sure when you're booking, use the promo code TISS the podcast for a free night. Five nights when you book a five night stay. I can't wait for the first bad review who said they tried to book fake. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: didn't work for them.
0: So we need to go back, Anthony, and I need you to take out the Marriott reference there at the beginning and let's say that you're staying at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you're the one editing
2: tonight, so when I when I listen on Monday, it's going to be like, yeah, my parents got me a resort at the
0: insert audio clip Holiday Inn. I just <laughs> <go back> and- <laughs> oh, so that's, that's Jim's idea. He he gets fed up with farmer life, and so he's going to turn his his place into a a Holiday Inn where they're only going to be open for holidays, and they're going to have performances I'm,
2: i mean if they're only open for holidays i can see why they indulge in some of those lesser holidays to make some money right because if Apparently. you only went by the holidays we get off for at work like 10
0: holidays a year or whatever you're not you're gonna lose money
2: at this place
0: well he only he said when they were talking about it there were only gonna be 15 days they were gonna be openly only open 15 days a year which gave him you know the rest of the time to do whatever he wanted right To would be lazy To be lazy, I still think you'd have trouble covering your nut with any property for 15 days a year. Yeah. I don't know what he's charging either. He's obviously throwing some Benjamins around, or I guess, you know, Hamiltons at that time. (laughs) When he makes a big deal about tipping somebody 10 bucks, I just had to laugh. Like, that was probably a decent tip at the time. But uh... (laughs) anyway, so... so Go ahead, Anthony. No, 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 you go. No, no, after you, sir. Yeah. I insist.
2: I insist. I insist. Thomas, I insist. So
0: Linda <laughs> Linda shows up. Well, and... Linda, Linda met was at the at the club and she met Danny Reed. Yes. And she tried to Linda be Linda worked normal. it. She tried to be nonchalant about it. Yeah, she did. Oh, by I the way, are you Danny Reed? And to get her off of his back so he can leave, he just gives her, he just learned about Jim's plan for a hotel and needing some entertainers. So he gives her his card, which that card was really cool, by the way. <laughs> like it just had the holiday in, it opens up, has a beautiful graphic and it's like basically head down this road, turn right and go to the farmhouse. Uh, so I, she throws um... up. <laughs> I want to point out
2: because Julie just said she worked it. I wish actresses were still as classy as these old black and white silver screen stars. They are gorgeous, but they know how to put that flirtation on. Like I watched It's a Wonderful Life the other day. <gasps> I did. And what's her name? Little Miss Flirty McFlirtface hiding in the bush naked. Like, man, like
0: <laughs> are you telling me you want me to hide in your bushes naked Anthony? <laughs>
2: Um, We'll take that discussion offline
0: Julia please don't leave us alone
1: <laughs>
0: Um, So she shows up She hits it off well with Jim She's going to come on and help him get, get everything Off the ground started And be a performer right And so they start performing on all of the The holidays In this interim time lila ends up ditching ted for a millionaire so she thinks which we later find out he's actually in debt millions yeah <laughs> um but this brings ted over to the holiday inn while he's there he is inebriated oh yeah in- he's and drunk with off his gourd done, like my neighbor was today when he was out screeching his tires in his driveway for whatever reason
1: Nice. The yes. drunk dance was one of my favorite dances in the movie.
2: Yes, mine too. Absolutely. It was pretty great. It's really fun to
1: watch. Yeah, it's so fun to watch.
2: Um, did we point out, by the way, did we get to White Christmas yet?
0: That happened earlier, but yeah, go ahead. We yeah, hear that so for the first time. That's the first time we hear that the for the ever
2: heard. First time ever. Suck at White Christmas. This movie originated the song, automatically makes it a
0: classic. How many awards did this did this movie win? Compared to White Christmas, I'm just We get it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually not just trying to troll you. I'm curious. Did this win awards or is that why they, they had this song and they thought, okay, people love this song, we should make a new movie. I do not see that it's won any awards. Oh weird. Okay, yeah. I didn't think it did. That's covet, Anthony!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact though, so while shooting this movie, I know we're not there yet, but the Fourth of July sequence, Pearl Harbor, actually occurred during filming this movie, which is why the Fourth of July sequence was expanded beyond Fred Astaire's firecracker dance to include the patriotic number
0: that highlights the strength of the US military.
1: I thought that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, that made that – I was really annoyed with that, sec- that section until I read that, and I'm like, oh, now I feel like a horrible American. I feel very unpatriotic. You should. That firecracker set was, dance was pretty funny, too. He <laughs> didn't know where the firecrackers were going to come. Um, so when he dances with Linda uh, – Danny is here, his his manager, and he's like, I see you found a new partner. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still hung over. The woman you were dancing with, what woman was I dancing with? He's like, I only saw her from behind. And so they're on this, this hunt to find Linda. And Jim doesn't want this to happen. So... What else can we do besides let's have a whole number in blackface so she can perform right in front of them and they won't know who she is. So she's sitting there and he just starts putting grease all over her face. Blackface is awful. It just looks bad. Like they, they don't even do anything to like change the color of the lips. So it just, it just creeps me out. I mean, of course, it's, it's horribly racist and we shouldn't do it. And it was like a bad moment in time. Although I felt the same way about Mammy. Like She just felt like a caricature of what white people thought black people were like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I felt like her character was pretty uh, pretty racist as well, although I was endeared to her. I did love her and her children quite a bit. I think her kids were my favorite part of the movie, how they were always doing things they weren't supposed to just because they wanted to be involved. You know what my favorite part of the movie was? The end credits? No. Linda. <laughs> Linda? Yeah, I
2: she
0: love was, Linda. Um, so gorgeous. So they're trying to find her. I yeah, did find the beautiful. fun. There was a funny scene where Danny saw Linda leaving the inn, and so they run out to try to catch her. And when they're out, Jim makes the mistake of saying, "How do you know it was her? She was wearing a trench coat or whatever." And he's like, "I never said she was wearing a trench coat." So they start to suspect that he's not telling them everything. Right? <laughs> Somebody else talk. I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of talking, so I'll pass the buck here.
2: Julia, people like your voice more than mine.
1: Mm. So, right. So, you know, there's this whole skit or this whole scene where the agent and Fred Astaire are attempting to identify her as from behind is the back of her because they've seen the back of her and Fred has danced with her. And so they don't have a lot to go on. Um, all the while being Crosby's character is hip to their tricks and is, so is, is obviously trying to subvert their attempts because he likes her and we get the sense that she likes him also. And he's been burned once before and he doesn't want it to happen again. And Fred Astaire's character is terrible in this movie and is like, thinks he's God's gift just because he can dance really nicely and thinks he's entitled really nicely thinks he's entitled to any woman. And no, that's not how that works. They're not like, how could you do that to your friend? That's one of my main problems is I don't feel like, I feel like we're supposed to believe these guys are friends, but then like you wouldn't do that to your friend. That's crappy. I didn't like that. But.
0: I did ask Christine how many times she's been somewhere and totally lost it over a man tap dancing. And apparently the answer was never. (laughs) zero times so i don't know if that's a thing for you or not julia but apparently my (laughs) wife is not into tap dancing
1: no i mean i like to watch It, it doesn't it's not it's not my thing but i will i will sit there and watch him tap dance all day long it's amazing so like you said um they find out that bing is 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 subverting their efforts with the whole trench coat comment and so they kind of have to up their game just a bit. Um, they end up finding out who she is. And here comes the wooing. So here's where Fred really... <laughs> At this point,
0: Fred knows Ted is in love with Linda. Like,
1: Yes, but he doesn't care. Like, he don't care. So he starts just really dancing with her. And they're scenes okay. dancing okay. together.
2: I, I need to stick up for Fred here for a minute. Because if you're truly in love with somebody, hell nor high water will come in the way of you trying
0: to move. Dude, he didn't even... Okay, first of all, we know you, your love of infidelity is well-documented over the course of this I, stuff, I, of I this don't podcast. wear myself in
2: my virginity. I'm sorry, but yes, continue. I'm going to be what This guy gave you, me a gift.
0: <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Even back then, some level of bro code existed, right? You don't hit on your friend's significant...
1: And he's insecure because it literally just happened to him last year. Why he he welcomed him back? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I have a question for both of you, but more so for Julia, because she's the bigger romantic of the three of us, like in terms of romantic movies, right? How many Mm -hmm. romance movies does it occur where a guy or a girl steals another guy or a girl away from somebody else?
1: Oh, there's tons of them. But doesn't that person feel bad about it? I mean, at least let's look, if at, you're let's look at the supposed to screen like screen both screen. characters. That's the thing: is we're supposed to like Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire I is bet. not; it doesn't look like he's he's created in this movie to be a bad guy. He's no, not put a, across as a bad guy at all. And so, in movies nowadays, or I mean, any of them where it's romantic and you've got some guy stealing another guy's girl, that guy is usually a bad guy. So it's just very confusing. And I don't buy that I just that's friends wouldn't do that. I mean, then you don't have a story, but but friends wouldn't do that.
0: Well, we we could have a better yeah. story, I think. What about that yeah, time but Har- what about story. the time
2: Harry tried to steal her mining from Ron?
1: That didn't happen. That's gross.
2: Uh Ron thought it happened when they didn't talk for ages. well, In- yeah. That but-
1: was Ron's problem. He wasn't actually trying to steal her debatable <laughs> that was teenage brain um Ron i'm thinking more uh, usually uh, there's
0: somebody we don't like so for example where this works is the wedding singer where adam sandler yeah. saves Drew barrymore from becoming julia gulia
1: yeah and glenn is an awful terrible person glenn awful, is terrible awful terrible person
0: and and we look at uh jim and pam roy was not mm-hmm. treating pam well Did not deserve Pam. There are times where it works, but it's usually some sort of one of the, the, one of the people who get together are in a horrible relationship and need, need out. This Mm -hmm. isn't the case. All I'll say
2: is I will quote my favorite review from the deathly Hallows part one that said in real life, if Harry and Hermione were stuck alone in that tent in the wilderness, for months at a time with no other human contact they wouldn't just dance in that's all i'm saying
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's why there's so much fan fiction out there for harry potter (laughs) let me just i have
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have female friends that i've been friends with for decades that i view more like family members that i could be alone with for a long period of time where nothing would happen because it would feel icky I can't help but think for Harry or Hermione, one of them find that, at least one of them would find that icky. They use almost a, kissed in that movie. Use that technical term. They almost kissed in that movie
2: when they dancing stock. stopped. They were like, right until one of them finally turned oh, That's not in the book. It's not in the book, but the movie
0: played it up. It did play it up. <laughs> so. Did... Um- did Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson ever hook up? Debatable. Debatable.
2: As in, like, I, there are lots of on-set uh, romances. They are pretty coy about who hooked up with who. Who
0: hooked up I with who? And this is why you're the worst. This all, is why this is why it's so hard to defend me, isn't it, Anthony?
2: All, all I know is Daniel Radcliffe lost his virginity to his makeup artist on the set of the third movie. Oh my How old was his makeup artist? How old was he? was he? He was 13, 14. I think she was 18, 19. Child oh. cradle robber.
1: Lord.
2: I mean he's very talks about it very openly. He said she was very very loving. They're still in touch. <laughs>
1: Reminds me of Friends. <laughs> hey! With the she librarian. Wasn't <laughs> she
2: wasn't <laughs> as old as she looked. That was bad lighting. Oh. <laughs> she was a very tender lover.
1: <laughs> if you must know.
0: That was a joke on King she of didn't Queens. didn't look her age. Well. Did she look 18? <laughs> that was a joke with Patton Oswalt on King of Queens, I think. Where he slept as like a 60-year-old teacher in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that episode of the office.
2: the office where Andy... Whoa, that's my girlfriend. Okay, Andy. She's a high school student? You... <laughs>
1: okay. We're just trying um, not to talk about is... this movie. Well, no. So back to the back to the topic of how horrible it was that he stole this girl and also how the girls are portrayed as like automatons in this movie, which you're right, happened a lot in movies that age, but doesn't make me like it anymore. No,
0: um, fair. Saddest, she did have one scene, though, where she basically Saddest scene said, ever. I'm sorry.
1: She did. We get to that point, And I like that there's that buildup. But the saddest scene to me is, and I don't, it's Valentine's Day, right? Isn't it the Valentine's Day song? Where Bing is singing it. On the piano, and she's behind him initially singing, but then Fred Astaire sneaks in there, and they start dancing and twirling, and it's beautiful. And she's in that gorgeous dress. Yes. And yes, then the Bing is done singing, and he's staring at him, and he's like, oh, lost her, lost her to the tap dancer." But <laughs> anyway, so we are building up to right this moment where the agent has orchestrated for Hollywood to come in. And watched the, which holiday is it? Fourth July? No. No. Which holiday is it? It's We're not getting, Fourth July.
2: Is it one of the? Is it one of their birthdays? Like
0: Washington's? No, because it was it was after all that. It was after the. It was after the-
1: Washington. Washington had the funny, you know, big wig and the funny dance where Bing Crosby kept trying to switch the music up before they had the chance to kiss, which was the pretty Easter.
2: Funny. Easter.
1: I think it was Easter, maybe. I don't know. Whatever holiday it was, um, Fred was going to dance, right? And Holly uh, was going to be there.
2: We should know that his name is Ted in the movie. We've been calling him Fred because he's Fred Stare, right but I don't know I why know. they didn't his just call him Ted. Fred. I don't know why they don't just call him Fred, yes. him Fred. They should have called him
1: Fred. So, um, in Bing Crosby's eyes, all he sees is. Great. Hollywood is going to come and watch them dance and they are going to be put across as a couple because apparently that's just what happened. And they're the new great act. And she is going to be whisked away to Hollywood because how could she say no to that? Which was the same thing that he had issues with Lila at the beginning of the movie and he'll lose her forever. So what he does is he, he overhears that this is the plan. Um, he tells this taxi driver, who made me laugh every time he was on screen, because he was,
0: just he was pretty funny. epic. That taxi was amazing too. The it taxi was, was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. I I love and... old, old taxis for the
2: record. What's yeah. that? I love the old school taxi look for the record.
0: Yeah, it was fun.
1: So he works with the taxi driver to make sure that Linda never makes it to the inn. So Fred or Ted. Has nobody to dance with. And so the Hollywood guys have nothing to see. Therefore, Linda will not have to go to Hollywood and can stay with Bing Crosby's character and all will be right with the world. Um, this involves a taxi driver tax- driving her into a pond, which was funny. Um, and this is where we get into a little comedy of errors, which is pretty funny, right? Because then she's all wet. She's trying to find a ride. She finds a ride. Who's, well, the, who's giving her a ride? But Lila. Well, he Lila is back in the picture.
0: Let's go into the, when the also taxi goes into the water though, right? The taxi going in the water was really funny because he was paid 10 bucks to do this. Totally ruined the car or the cab. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know, she's, she's questioning him. He's like, well, this never happened with the horse before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she needs help. So he ends up carrying her and dropping her in the water. So she's soaking wet yep. at this point, trying to get a ride when she meets Layla. Right. Layla. Yep. Okay, sorry. I and to it's sure when that she's
1: riding, how
0: soaking wet and everything she is.
1: <laughs> it's when she's riding with Lila that she starts to. I mean, by this point, she already kind of knows that something's up, right? Yep. And so she gets to holiday in, and the show's over. Um, Fred Astaire has had the opportunity to do a single dance. So it was. It was the Fourth of July.
2: You're it right. Was it was the firecracker because.
1: Dance. That's when he did the firecracker dance, which yep. I loved the firecracker dance. That one was really, really fun to watch. Um, so he performs solely and she finally gets there and she's spitting mad. And she basically tells Bing Crosby, she's like, hold up a second. You did all of this to keep me from having the opportunity to even say no to these Hollywood guys. Like you just assumed I was going to say yes and all of this stuff. And so she's super irritated with good reason. Mm-hmm. And so, so, yeah. She ends yeah. up leaving for Hollywood herself. Yep. Right. Because what's interesting, though, is the Hollywood guys didn't see, didn't even see Linda dance for one. They saw Fred Astaire dance, but they liked the idea and the concept of Holiday Inn more than anything. And they could feature them in the movie, but they, what they wanted to do was take the Holiday Inn idea and slap it on a big screen yep. with Ted and Linda. So that Which keeps Jim, being Crosby's character involved because he writes. But Jim all the music. does
2: let them do it reluctantly he agrees yep, to let he do it. yep
1: but he'll write the music from holiday Inn himself he's not going to hollywood ain't his scene um and we find pretty quickly that even though people think holiday Inn is still open and operating or really since linda thinks it's still open and operating it's not he shut it down um and we know it's because he's sad and he misses her
2: that's why. And that's when his sweet, sweet housekeeper, Marnie, basically tells him to go win Linda back.
1: She's yeah, awesome. She's like, get up off your butt, guy. Go tell her, hello, grow a
0: pair. Stop crying,
1: baby. That's right. So it is the end of filming for the movie, and he has seen and sent a congratulatory letter to Linda because he's seen in the paper that they're engaged, her and Ted. And so he's thinking,
0: well. Zach- handwriting on that thanksgiving oh, letter, letter. Oh. good night i would give anything to be able to write that beautifully
1: yeah penmanship's a real lost art oh um so that's he shows how you up. win the ladies <laughs> penmanship. that's penmanship you it. both got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up to the movie set it's the final day and it's the part of the movie that is christmas so they've rebuilt holiday inn to look just like Holiday Inn set that we previously were watching in the movie and we just didn't, weren't told it was a set, which just makes me laugh, but it's a little inception, but they've rebuilt Holiday Inn in the movie set and it's gorgeous. And it's exactly like he has Mm -hmm. at home, except the Christmas tree um, is not in the right place. So he gets there and he adjusts it. Well, Fred Astaire's character and, or Ted and the awful, terrible agent know that he's on set and they're like, if he gets the chance to see her in person, it's all gonna fall apart. Again, it's like she's up her own mind. Well, not just that, but it's like Ted knows he did wrong. He knows he did wrong and stole that girl from being cross. Anyway. So <laughs> the final scene is a Ted. sad Linda. Because Linda's sad. I mean, you can tell that she's missing something, and it's not, it's not like she's. She's not forced into the engagement, but she's engaged, but she's got some longing there for who she really loves. And so she is filming the final scene.
0: I feel like it is forced. Like it's a Hollywood relationship, right? Like they're supposed this is who they're supposed to be, right? No such thing as a
1: Hollywood
2: ending, guys.
1: No such thing. This one kind of was a Hollywood ending.
2: (laughs) So she's sitting,
1: (laughs) she's sitting at the desk and she's singing White Christmas and they're filming her. And it's beautiful. Uh, somebody in our Facebook group, I think, had commented on the lovely Christmas tree, but how scary but beautiful the effect was that it was lit with, with real live candles. Yes. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. But Christine, it's a Christine, did,
0: Christine did say that she what she wants our next real Christmas tree to look like. It's exactly like that one.
1: It's beautiful tree. Beautiful tree. It was. Um, So as she's singing it, it's got a real sad tone to it. It's definitely not like the first time it's sung in the movie. Exactly. She's crying where her and Bing are singing it beautifully and happy. This time she's very sad. Well, then Bing Crosby starts to hum along or whistle along with the song and she sees him off scene and... It's like the minute they make eye contact and are singing together, she runs into his arms and we cut to <laughs> Ted and the agent running in too late because Bing and Linda are together forever. Once again.
0: Can either of y'all whistle like like Bing? I can't whistle at all. Man. Can you Tom? Not like that. I can whistle weird noises.
1: He no, I can't. Know. Nope. Can't do anything. <laughs> so the very end of the movie is um, again, Ted basically saying, oh, "I lost this one," and it's a rehash of the very first song they sing when Lila is the girl they're talking about, um, and it, he he knows what he did was wrong. I don't like that. He comes out smelling in this one, Um, but Holiday Inn survives and it'll live on and it's wonderful and awesome and they're friends and yeah. And Lila's back in the picture. We don't know how, because it cuts at the end of their scene and the song. So we don't know if Lila and Ted end up together. They deserve each other if they do, Um, but everybody. I like to imagine they did, but we're
0: just, you know, tag teaming couples here, you know?
1: I mean, yeah, because we can't be alone and happy if silver screen taught us anything it's that you cannot be happy if you're alone
2: yep i mean (laughs) they're not
1: wrong you can't be fulfilled if you're alone that's a big fat lie until you learn
2: to love yourself
1: they didn't teach that (laughs) that was not that was not a lesson (laughs) they taught in these movies I'm going to say, and I, I know this the movie rampant.
2: introduced White Christmas, but for her sad, melancholy performance at the end, they should have sung Have Yourself a Merry
1: Little Christmas. Yeah, it felt more like Judy Garland singing it you yep. mean the Christmas in uh, Meet Me in St. Louis.
0: The official Christmas song of 2020, according to Tom?
1: Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. According yeah. to you? It suits 2020. I mean, other people,
0: too, well. but I definitely am in that camp.
1: Mm-hmm. That is,
0: the, that is the, the most appropriate 2020 Christmas song.
1: John Batiste sang that song at the end of some Colbert episode like towards the end of the year and it was beautiful
0: uh, you know Christmas stuff I really don't like that much Who? Well, I think we may have talked about this never mind I, I just can't get into Leslie Odom's Christmas stuff we did. Talk oh yeah we did talk about, about, about that I tried again I just can't
1: do it y'all so that was the movie that was Holiday Inn And I don't think it's a lot like white Christmas. I don't either. I mean, there's some, there's definitely some similarities, but you could say that about a lot of movies that came out in this time period. Um, There are definitely aspects of white Christmas. I appreciate much, much more, IE Rosemary Clooney. Um, But there's also something to be said for a Christmas movie in black and white is going to be a harder sell than one in color and if this movie had been colorized I really would have been interested to see what some of the stuff looked like because like some of her are you, are dresses you ta- are you
2: talking about the blackface
1: good not that part <laughs> they need to snip that from really the do. entire movie and not to, and then Bing Crosby it, it, is like pushing has, that blackface and, and like, you should tot- do more
2: blackface you could totally snip that part and it would have changed nothing that's
0: yeah like, can somebody tell me why Lincoln was in blackface why Lincoln was blackface <gasps> i don't get why they made lincoln
1: blackface i mean her linda's was the most offensive the most in all of the offensiveness hers was like that says a lot because there was a lot offended about there was a lot
2: so so the new so the new borat movie starts you know in real time and he's like you know four years he was like recently the united states elected a bald face tyrant barack obama and then he's like, he's like, but he's like who has coddled up to all the minority leaders around the world and he shows a picture of justin trudeau in the black face. and it made me laugh so much no <laughs> so i don't know i liked it more i think because of fred astaire though Mm-hmm. Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby together can do no wrong in my.
0: I prefer Danny Kay. In say, this
1: movie, I prefer Danny Kay, which that's I was what I mean between these two. Yeah, between these two. Now, I mean, on his own, Fred Astaire wins. Like, I think honestly, I think it's. I think it was his character. Um, I think I was not expecting that because Fred Astaire is not like that. He should not be a bad guy trying to steal everybody's girls.
0: Four point two five.
1: I don't like that. Well, before you do that, did I have a Linus moment? No. And is it a Christmas movie?
0: No. Yes. It's not a Christmas movie. It I is a it's a holiday movie because so much of it is contingent upon so is I mean, holiday and that turned that tipped it into the Christmas movie thing for me. I still just didn't. I don't feel like this was a Christmas movie. This one was, but we can agree to disagree without being toxic towards one another. Anthony, you don't have to mock me for what I said earlier. I'm not. I'm saying like we can agree to disagree. I was going to try to change your mind, but you're right. We'll just disagree, and it's fine. I wasn't referring to you. I know you weren't, but it made me think. You know, we should have that approach a little bit more. We don't have to have a consensus. It's fine.
1: We this is a little things. trickier to me, though, because the whole movie, I'm like, not a Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie. Like, not, no, it takes place at Christmas. It also takes place at Fourth of July and almost not a Christmas movie. Um, But the last scene being so poignantly at Christmas and the fact that I feel like Bing Crosby and Linda fell in love. What was Bing Crosby's character? I don't even know. What was his name?
0: Ted or Jim.
1: Ted. Jim. No, Jim. 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 The whole episode, I've called them Bing, but I'm going to write that wrong. Jim Bing. and Linda, I feel,
2: hey started Bing. their
1: love story. <laughs> started their love story at Christmas in the beginning of the movie, over White Christmas, and the fact that they bookend it at the end of the movie with White Christmas. One makes me think that can count as the Linus moment, and two makes me think it's a Christmas movie.
0: So, what are you giving it? Four point two five compared to the ten that I gave White Christmas.
1: Yeah, I see. I can't compare this one to White Christmas. I shouldn't. And I'm not going to. Um, what did I give Meet Me in St. Louis? Uh, four. You gave it a four. Um, I'll come in at a four on this one also. So I put it in the same camp.
2: I'm going for a 6.9 compared to the 4.1 I gave White Christmas, which gives us an average of
0: 5.05. That makes this just as mediocre, middle of the road movie uh, almost as Jack Frost.
2: Yes, it comes in at number 45 on our list between Pete's Christmas and Love the Cooper slash Jack Frost,
1: 1998.
2: All right. For reference, White Christmas is at number 20 on our list is 7.83. So this came in 20,
0: almost 30 points below. Anthony, I think you have a review for us. I do have a review and this week I'll be able to get through it. Are you sure? Another? Are you sure you get through this attack on Tom (laughs) better than you got through the last attack on Tom?
2: Well... It's not just an attack on Tom.
0: It's not. not I, don't, gonna, I don't feel alone this Which time. is
2: why I'm going to treat this one more seriously. Because somebody attacked Julia, too. And I'm not going to stand for that.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
1: it shall not stand.
2: So this review comes courtesy of Old Fashioned Manhattan via Apple Podcast. I got this. Titled, Hosts Cringe at Anything That Involves PG-13 Comment. Three stars. And they wrote, This show is decent, but anything that it, that isn't appropriate for eight-year-olds is regarded as disgusting. Your adults act like adults instead of bathing in your own virginity. Small children usually... small children usually don't subscribe to podcasts so don't cater to them three out of five stars because i admire the attempt at pulling off this podcast
0: after it's been tried a few other times old-fashioned manhattan i do have a response for you We have time and time again been told by our listeners that they do, in fact, listen to this podcast with their children. Hence, if you go back and listen to to the the backlog of our podcast, there are several episodes where we put warnings in the beginning. It's also why we bleep out expletives. This is a family-friendly podcast. Now, I, I have a couple of things I want to take offense to here. The first thing is you say that we bask in our virginity. I believe he said bathing. Oh, sorry. I am so sorry. You are absolutely right. He says that we bathe in our own virginity. Now, in this, he's obviously talking about Tom and Julia. I was about to say, I want to insert here. You could have specified two
2: of the three hosts because <laughs> as Tom makes it clear, I have no problem with vulgarity or infidelity. So I know this doesn't imply <laughs> so
0: it is true and it is true julia and tom are
1: not smut addled perverts Uh, Anyway, I'll leave it at that.
0: No, Uh, Julie and Tom are not smut-addled perverts, okay? Tom, you
2: just criticized this movie for saying the women had no mind of their own. So Julia, would you like to have your own opinion and own rebuttal to this
0: review without letting Tom just speak for you? I wasn't (laughs) speaking for her. This was 100% for me. Anthony, if you have an opinion, or Julia, if you have an opinion, feel free to share.
1: Um... Old Fashioned Manhattan, send us your mailing address and we would be absolutely happy to send you a sticker. You
0: still get stickers for leaving a review. You do. Even if it's a bad review, you still get stickers. So (laughs) you can put your sticker on and, and on your laptop. And then when people ask you about it, you can tell them how one of us has the same moral compass that you do.
2: I was about to say, Old Fashioned Manhattan, in the future, if you get your friends to leave us nasty reviews, please specify two of the three hosts, uh, <laughs> They that their virginity and one does not.
1: <laughs> um, please call them out by name. <laughs> Thank I feel, you, I, Anthony.
2: <laughs> I, I feel I was unfairly lumped into this
1: attack. <laughs> I All don't think anybody to- is going to confuse you as being a part of the two out of three. <laughs> All you have to do <laughs> is go back and to listen,
2: to listen to our back catalog and see that every other episode, Tom says I glorify infidelity <laughs> and calls me a pervert. And we'll, you'll hear at least one or two bleeped out words, every episode, including this one. If you're listening. Um <laughs> In defense of my co-host, so when we started this
0: podcast, we decided to be family-friendly. Now, I'm going to start. I've found a way that I can get Anthony to stop cussing on episodes when I'm editing. I'm not doing Jingle Bells anymore. Anthony will be talking, and every time he cusses, he's just going to scream out the little clip I have courtesy of Todd Killian from Christmas Clatter Podcast instead of Jingle <laughs> Bells.
2: <laughs> Tom, and I'm a loser! You...
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saving me the editing <laughs>
2: um, no we we decided earlier I wanted to be a family friendly show just like Christmas is a family friendly holiday for the most part and uh, you know if you look at the catalog of Christmas movies out there most of them are family friendly like yeah there are the occasional ones like Bad Santa or Night Before or Office Christmas Party whatever but those are few and far in between when they come up I'll defend them if I like them You know, it's kind of like I said at the beginning of the show Not everybody has to like the same things like, yep, that stuff doesn't bother me. And that's what I like
0: about our podcast is we do disagree and we have fun. We do, you know, take cheap jabs at one another regularly, but it's fun. It's all in good humor. And and
2: I actually have to thank Tom and Julia because if I had two different co-hosts, I would be swearing like a sailor, but they keep me pretty honest. I only limited to like one or two or maybe three an episode, which we got bleeped out or cut.
1: (laughs) Well, and there are Christmas, I mean, for anybody listening, right? If you are wanting a non-family friendly Christmas podcast to listen to, I mean, they're out there. There's a Are ton there? of amazing Christmas podcasts out there where they don't have to have an after hours or an after dark, after dark Creon channel, you know, just to cover the stuff that's unbleeped or whatever. Um, so there's content out there if you're looking for stuff that maybe doesn't stick to PG 13 and under. So um, right. I love that about our community. You want to tell us more about our community, Anthony, and where you can find our community.
2: I, I do, but I do just want to say one more thing regarding this review. And it is. I forgot what was going to say now. It's going to come to me. Give me one
0: second.
1: That's I Dream a Genie.
0: I know. I was just playing some random music while he was.
1: Oh. <laughs> she was the Jeopardy music, not the Genie music. <laughs> no, it was just random.
0: It was just random. <laughs> Um, when we do the Jeopardy music, we go, doo-doo, but I have a hard time. I still mourn the fact that I didn't get to meet Alex Trebek. Yeah. I- I would like to tell people about our community, Julia. Uh, firstly, Old
2: Fashioned Manhattan, once again, thank you for your comment. Thank you for giving us three out of five stars for attempting to pull off this podcast. Uh, you know, we put our heart and soul into it, so we're glad you took the time to review us anyway. Um, I'm sure the next review from somebody will be how we can't take criticism, and <laughs> I'm sure Tom will have a rebuttal for that one as well. <laughs> but, I just,
0: it's all in good humor, y'all. i know i know know. hopefully old-fashioned manhattan has listened to us enough to know that um so our community you can we have
2: a thriving community and it's one you should look into participating in online especially as we move away from the christmas months because it really does help keep that christmas spirit alive year-round we're all there for one another uh no matter what time of day you check our communities Somebody's always on. So go to com slash Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, uh, Facebook, and Facebook group, which is our most active uh, place right now. You will chat with the three of us, tons of awesome listeners, other podcast hosts from all over the world. Some, Like I said, somebody's on any time of day. People are always willing to chat. It's a great time killer at work. And uh, it will help you get through these next long long nine months until the burr months come back
0: well and if you're wanting more interaction in real time with people ping one of us and let us know we can get you into a discord as well that we have going um it is not family-friendly discord we also have a patreon where you can pay for as little as a dollar a month and get some bonus Content that we've been pumping out pretty regularly. And those of you who are patrons, if you're wondering where your money's going, be sure to check your mail here shortly because we just ordered four new Tis the Podcast pins that will be going out to all of our patrons who give at least uh, $3 a month, right? It's three or five. One of those. I was, I was actually going to ask, is there a way you could pull that list for me? For you, Anthony, I can do anything, my friend. But yes. So we've got that. Uh, other people got some of our patrons got Christmas cards earlier this year and now the pins will be going out to brighten your January and give you something exciting in January. So we are trying to get the money. We've used the money to, that you've given to help us upgrade our sound equipment. Hopefully you've noticed a, if you go back and listen to our early episodes, our sound is unbelievably better now. Uh, and I don't, t- and we've, also, uh, like I said, bought cards and other things. So our pay- your patron money is going back into the community. So know that uh, we appreciate it and we will continue to do cool stuff. We're looking for suggestions for new items to make for the new year for you all. Just let us know. Have y'all heard of a website called Propabilia.com?
2: They sell movie and TV props. I am currently looking at, they have two available, two of the business cards used in the Santa Claus and. Calls too. No, they don't. Really? Yeah. They have this authenticity. Thank you. Oh, it's too expensive. Otherwise I'd to go for it. But it has the tiny print around it, and then on the back it says if something should happen to me, put on my suit, the reindeer will know what to do. Part of me wants to carry, that, carry something like that around in my pocket in case I ever drop dead, and they search my pocket, and they just find some random message like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. If something should happen to me, um, call Tom Crow, he will know what to do. Okay, I to say, don't tell them from the suit. Last thing you want is some guy taking your clothes off in New York and putting them on because if that's going to happen somewhere, it's going to be in New York. <laughs> um,
2: so we have good stuff coming up to get us through the month of January. Do we? Yes, which I am very excited about the next two weeks. Well, at least one of them. I haven't seen the other one. So two hundred and
0: seventy-five dollars for a business card. Yeah, that's why I said I'm not getting it. But I'm just Anthony, kidding. I can make this for you. <laughs> Could you make it for me? Yes, we can. We can. We can rip this off.
2: <laughs> um, we have some exciting stuff coming up in January to get us through the first long winter month Mm post-Christmas next week i am super excited and also bracing myself because i know it's going to be a fight but next week we are covering netflix's original well based on a children's book 2020 stop motion animation special alien xmas produced by john favreau The week after that, we are covering the Minions holiday special. And by Minions, yes, we do mean those yellow googly gobbly things from Despicable Me. So that should be fun. Not as fun, though. We have... Oh, you know what? We have 8,376 hours until Christmas. Wait. Nope.
0: No, we don't. I lied. We have eight thousand five hundred forty-four.
2: We have eight thousand five hundred forty-four hours until Christmas.
0: We have three hundred and fifty-six
2: days.
1: It's only fifty weeks. Next weeks are
2: out
0: of the fifties already. We can't complain about that, right? Yeah. No, they're only fifty-two I mean... weeks. We only have to get out of. Th- we only have to do three weeks, and we're out of it. It's not that hard. That's not a major milestone.
1: We're gonna look at it like a major milestone.
0: I'm not looking at anything. If, from if, if any, if going b- to watch Alien Xmas. Stop it! Stop it,
2: Julia. Did you watch this one? I have not watched it yet. You're gonna. I'm Switzerland. It. Watch it. Watch it with Jude because you will love it, and he will okay. love it. Okay. Okay. I guarantee it. It's not like creepy stop motion animation like the Rankin Bass stuff is. And John Favreau directed it. And or I mean, produced hey, it.
1: John Favreau is top in my book right now because I've been working my way through The Mandalorian.
2: Uh, did you finish it?
1: Not yet. One episode left. I was <gasps> on the last what? episode. The, Ethan came downstairs and I'm like, he hasn't watched none of the second season yet. And I'm like, I can't in good conscience watch this with you in the room. And he's like, well, it's okay. I'll go upstairs. I'm like, no, I like to be around you on my Christmas break. So no, I no,
2: no, no! So you should have tonight. watched the. Fin- you have to message me right after you finish.
0: I will do she it. She doesn't have to. Do know, it. She has full agency.
2: <laughs> I'm not the one who spoke for her earlier, Tom. I didn't speak for. I spoke for me,
0: one hundred percent.
2: No, 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 no! You said. You said Julia feels this way too.
0: Did I? <laughs> <laughs> All final, I know is not in the final edit. I didn't. <laughs>
2: speaking of the mandalorian though uh i may be recording a patreon episode about the show in general coming up soon ish so julia if you're
1: caught up soon you should join oh tonight i'm gonna finish tonight there's only eight eight episodes in this season right
2: oh yeah did you finish that with
1: no who are you doing that with
0: i gotta decide if i need to rush or not
1: jerry you'll have to rush because I mean, once you start, you can't stop watching them. That's why I haven't started. I wasn't able to. Yeah. No, seriously. Okay. We
2: got to wrap this up so she can go watch the finale and then we'll talk about it on Discord. Bye.